organized by literary genre, more than a sequential timeline, and each of those different kinds of genres have different ways of being read, and at some point it just helps if someone gives you a a few-minute overview of the whole Bible itself. So here's here's my attempt. I'm going to shoot for it in five minutes. Time me. Let's see if we get there. Okay? Uh, the, the, The first five books of the Bible are are known as the law. This is the establishing uh, of, of how God set it up. Okay, in those first 11 chapters of Genesis, you get the creation of a good world from a good God, quickly followed by three layers of the fall. This is the fall of Adam and Eve. This is the fall of humanity at the flood. This is the fall of all nations at the Tower of Babel. It's just a quick, fast forward about 400 excuse me 4000 years of history all unfolding quickly to just show you how bad humanity has fallen away from god okay watch for this cuz we're going to use our four f words the whole way through again okay from from here though forgiveness takes the turn in in chapter 12 of genesis by turning to a man named abraham and saying i'm going to bless you abe uh, you're you're a great nation is going to come through you, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So it's pointing towards the forgiveness of God by, by this nation spreading around. But st- first it starts with the faith of Abraham. Okay, that's 2166 BC. And we're going to revisit that. It's seen throughout the rest of the patriarchs, these founding fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, the the challenge is always, are you going to go back to believing in God? Even that story of Joseph with the famine around him and the brokenness of his family tree, still turning it back into a moment of deliverance by faith. That's going to get revisited. Joseph ends at 1804 BC. And and then you got 400 years of slavery under Egypt. It looks like none of God's promises are coming real. And then you turn the page to the book of Exodus, and God hears the cry of Israel in in 1804, and Moses is called forward, and the Red Sea is parted, and the ten plagues happen, and the the journey towards the promised land begins. Uh, Before they get to the promised land, God takes them out into the desert to to set set the law in the book of Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, that there is a way that these people are going to live. They have the code by the law. They have the land they're going to receive uh, in, in Canaan. And this is what God is going to do to shape the world. He will bless the whole world. It doesn't stop with Israel. Israel will be the messengers. That's the plan. Uh, they got that moment of unfaithfulness. Joshua, the book of Joshua comes in and uh, cleans up the act. And then from there... Individuals are just supposed to live under the rule of God. This nation will be shaped in their individual love for him corporately by, by, by banding together. They weren't supposed to have a king. They didn't need a leader. They just needed to follow God. They never really did, though. And that's where you get the seesaw throughout the, the, the book of Judges. Um, we're in uh, the year 1390 BC now. And then by 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 the time of uh, 1050, we switch to the time of kings. 
where people thought, well, maybe we'll get it right. Maybe someone will represent God well to us in the terms of one leader. So you get Saul, you get David, uh, you got Solomon. But again, for as great as those kings were, particularly David and the promises that got renewed to him, of I'm going to send a Messiah one day through your family line, a king that will always be on the throne, David. Still, David wasn't the answer. We see that people are just so fallen away from God that it's not an individual. Their individuality can't bring themselves back to God, nor can a real, a great leader bring themselves back to God. The forgiveness that's needed is going to go back to that faith that we first saw represented in Abraham. Now, now there's several rounds of stepping away in and out of, of God, mostly away. And that's where the prophetic books come into play. To tell us, hey, a destruction's coming unless you turn. A destruction's coming unless you turn. And uh, it, it happened. Uh, in, in, in 722 B.C., uh, the, the northern kingdom falls. In 586 B.C., the southern kingdom falls. And they go through, particularly the southern kingdom, uh, starting at 586, goes through 70 years of exile. 70 years of repentance, of really thinking through uh, what, where they had gone away. There's some restoration that takes place through Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. All throughout there, you're getting some poetry, some, some things that surround the heart of God with Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, a song, song of songs. But in, in the middle of that, you get the picture that forgiveness just is not going to come through people. It has to go back to a faith in God like Abraham had and a promise of God sending a chosen one like was promised to David. And that's where the New Testament turns over. And those first four uh, books of the New Testament, they're all the story of Jesus, slightly different angles, slightly different audiences. But the whole point is this is the sent one of God who turned all things around. He lived the way. He lived the truth. He lived the life. Uh, anything that was write about anything that should have been right about humanity, Jesus got right for us. Anything that humanity had gotten wrong, Jesus put those wrongs upon himself. And then he, he, he pinned them to the cross. And when Jesus yelled, it's finished, it's because he earned the forgiveness for the fall that we had pushed between us and God. The bridge took place as Jesus spread his arms out wide. And from there, all it is is faith. That, that, that is the work of God, is to believe. You don't have to do anything more if everything already got done through Jesus. All you got to do is believe that what he did counts for you. And, and so as the, the stories turn over to the, the book of Acts and the, the letters that follow, all these individual letters from, from an apostle to a particular church, it's all about unpacking that faith in Jesus to turn it into a freedom in everyday life of how do we now live differently with everything that needing to be done is done in him and, and that he is the king of our lives and he has sent his spirit to, to live through us. We didn't have power until the Holy Spirit came. And, and, and that's where our prayers go. That's where our faiths go. And, and that, those letters, I think, are a little bit of a pattern and a picture of what's supposed to be taking place in our lives. It's taking the part of the gospel that most matches the new fall that we are in right now and, and through church community and through Holy Spirit, 
You, you attack that fall all over again with the forgiveness of Jesus. You wrestle out your faith in him until you find a new freedom. And ultimately, this freedom goes to the book of Revelation. Where at the end of all things, we, we, we stand before the king. And who's the king? Uh, the, the lamb. It, John pictures him, in, I believe it's John chapter, or excuse me, uh, Revelation 5. That uh, the, the, the one who's worthy to unroll the scroll, God's kingdom plan for the world, is the lamb who was slain. The one who gave his life as a ransom for many. But still he lives. And through him, he says, do not fear. And through him, he says, I will wipe away every tear from every eye. That the old order of things is gone. There is a new heaven and a new earth. The goodness of God and the God that we come from become united with humanity all over again. All with King Jesus at the center of it all. Well, I didn't pull it off in five minutes, uh, but I still think under 10 minutes is pretty good. There's the whole story of God in the Bible for you right there. Again, in the categories of fall, forgiveness, faith, and freedom. That is the story of Bi the Bible as it unfolds for us.